Welcome to I Know Mom podcast hosted by me, Alejandra, the daughter, and my mom, Cindy. That's me. This podcast is going to talk about all things mom and daughter, the teenage years, our adoption, and all that lovely motherly advice I give my daughter that she should be listening to. I know, mom. Hey, mom. Hey, Andra. How you doing? Good, good. I'm actually really good today. We have a great guest on our show today to talk about a very important topic that both of you and I are very passionate about. Yeah. And it's definitely going to be a lot serious than the topics that we have talked about before. And so we kind of just want to make sure you all know that we are going to be talking about human trafficking today with a special guest, Adele, and he is with Save Our Kids Arizona, and let's welcome him to our podcast. Hey, Adele. Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me. So excited that you could join us because this is a topic that I've been passionate about forever, and so when Alejandra told me she was going on the, the march, uh, I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I could be there with you because it's such an important topic, and then when she said that you were going to come on our podcast, I was like, oh, I'm so excited. So thank you for what you do, first of all. Take it away. Tell us about your organization and what's going on. Yeah, well, I will say, Alejandra, she, I mean, I, I did my best through that whole uh, rally that we had to hold back my tears through the emotional uh, speakers and the, just the emotion overall and the, the energy. But Alejandra did her best job coming up to me at the end and telling me a little bit about her story and really getting heartfelt. And she brought me to, to the tears there where I was like, wow, what the, you know, I was like, that was powerful. So, I mean, meeting her and her soul and how she is was, was absolutely amazing. And look, at the end of the day, we can look at something so dark, like human sex trafficking, child abuse, mm -hmm. child rape, child sex trafficking, very dark subject, very mm -hmm. heavy for everybody. A lot of people are losing sleep lately. It's mm -hmm. taking us all down this hole. But at the end of the day, I'm a big believer, like I said there, where there's darkness, there's going to be light, as God has said. And, you know, I see it to where, you know, Alejandra explained a, a, the start of a dark story to me and, and, and her life and things that, and, and what she's known and what she's been told. But I told her, I said, I look at her as the light, as the angel. And I, you know, all the people that are there as the, at the rally are the light and the, and the guidance of these children. So ultimately what we've done is just, you know, I... Not to reflect too much on going to God, but I, you know, in my life, it's been very powerful. I've had moments where I've been directionalized and, and I just feel like God gave me a message at some point and said, well, it was one night and he said, go. And mm -hmm. I started this rally and 200 people showed up a couple of days later. And then we said, Hey, we're bringing 10,000 back July wow. 31st, 20 days later. And we end up having 2,300 people show up, about 2,300 in 117 degree heat within two and a half weeks of promoting. And it was absolutely powerful. And, you know, so that's how our grassroots organization got started. That's where we're at. But the way I look at it, like I said, it's full of a lot of people with light, like Alejandra, mm -hmm. like yourself, that's willing to talk about this. And that's, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we have to realize we're the light to these children's darkness. Right. So how did you get started with human trafficking, children trafficking? How did it come to you to begin with? You know, like actually, that's very, that's, it's a very interesting question because it wasn't until about four years ago, it was right after the election between Hillary and President Trump. I actually voted for who most people wouldn't. I voted for Hillary four years ago. I never thought I'd say this or admit this, but I might, we'll put wow. this out there. And I didn't understand. Uh, I wasn't, I was deep. I understood education. I understood politics. I understand history, but I wasn't deep into it to understand what was really happening in the world. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend of mine, she's a Democrat. The Clintons had been a pedophile island. 
and, and whatnot. So when I sit there and I heard that, I mean, that really hit me because you're talking about four years ago where this wasn't talked about. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. what are you talking about? It really became a, uh, it really became an informational thing at that point. I was like, okay, hold on a second here. What do you mean the Clintons have been there? Not, but six months later, I'm, and it's not like I'm saying things now that people are like, wow, this conspiracy or Adele's leaking information that's not known. No, everybody knows about this and it's yeah. out there. And unfortunately, right. nobody's going to stop it. Well, fortunately, nobody's going to stop it. And so that really sparked it. And not but a year later, I think Epstein's the one that got arrested. Research and you know, and you hear all this. And so really it's hit me. And that's just that's from that's from the higher end of things. You know, when you talk about the people that are in charge, you talk about the, the corruption that's in the world, and that definitely exists because in order for something this dark to exist, corruption exists. Mm -hmm. And so that's where it hit me and I realized there's a bigger fight than we understand. It's not that just kids are getting kidnapped. We're talking about we're talking about in the system. People are being taken away. Uh, I think 80% of people that are sex trafficked and have come from like CPS. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I know some drastic number of people that have ran that have ran away from CPS or been kidnapped or whatever have ended up in sex trafficking. So it's it's you hear stuff like this and it starts adding up to you to where you're like, what the hell is going on in the world? Right. And for people, I interrupt. People don't know CPS is Child Protective Services, right? Yep. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. That's when it hit me first was that four years ago when that got said to me and I was just like, whoa, hold on a second here. And I started adding the politics up. Then I started really looking into what's happening and understanding how these kids are being affected and how are these kids getting into the system? Why, how, how are they being abused and raped and kidnapped and sex trafficked yet nobody has any idea how is epstein how is how does 30 girls accuse epstein of rape and it took three four months for him to even get questioned by the miami police the palm palm beach city police or whatever they are right. uh, something's off right you know? exactly no exactly we're, i can't we're, we're missing something here you know it doesn't take a genius right. to figure that out because any either you or i get accused of 30 accounts of rape uh to a pet to a child uh, right. minor, you tell me how fast they're going to show up at your door. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Exactly. So that's where I just saw that and it went down that, that route. And then it became, okay, this isn't just about the powerful people that are exploiting the kids. We're actually talking about just kids being taken by different organizations and people and raped and abused and pedophiles and their local street and being groomed and exploited and talked to in bad ways and traumatized and emotionally exploited and just, mm -hmm the world is just not a safe place for the children. And when I realize that it's not just about the groups that are out there that are just the corrupt ones. It's just realizing overall society has made it to where, and I say society because we've all play a part in society and that's mm -hmm. where now society needs to change it to where it's now safe for our children to go play outside, safe for our children to be on social media. So that's so one of my questions is like we have the system like the amber alert right which is supposed to tell us when a child's missing so when all these children are going up missing why don't we know about it that's kind of what drives me crazy why don't we know these numbers why is it not in the press and what's going weird. on there yeah it's like it's like don't you find it weird that um a weather comes a weather or sorry weather you get a weather alert when a storm's coming in from apple but a kid yeah. goes missing and we all can't get an alert right away. I mean, exactly. it throws me off. Like, why is it that we get one every here and there, but then these numbers are drastically through the roof of all the kids that are going missing? Why aren't we working together as a community? Why aren't we all busting down doors of our neighbors to find out where our children are at when somebody yeah. gets taken? Why aren't we working as a one together society? Because if you ask 100% of America, let's say 99.9, we'll give the 0.01%. 
99.9% of people would tell you, we want to live in peace. We want to live in love. We want to live mm-hmm. in togetherness. Yeah. How about we start acting on it? How about yeah. we start bringing everybody together? Let us know that the child just gone missing and everybody get in their trucks and in their cars and let's start knocking down doors and let's ask questions mm-hmm. and let's protect our children. You know, you really want to take action. Let's do it. So you know, and look, not to get into conspiracy and whatever, but when you look at the people that are involved in the Amber Alert, I don't know, I've seen different things about what they were tied to and organizations and people being charged and people being friends of pedophiles and people mm-hmm. being, you know, some of these organizations, they, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. That's all I'm going to say is, is there, some things just don't make sense. And if you're telling me you're the, fa- you're the founder or you're one of the head people at Amber Alert, I want to know why you're tied to any sort of sex trafficking or any sort of pedophilia because it just doesn't make sense. I'm a normal human. I don't have pedophile friends and I don't have sex trafficking friends. So why are the individuals that are all in charge happen to have these friends? And you talk about, you look at like Comet Pizza and you go down this whole route. And why are these people friends? Why, why, why are there pedophiles that are hanging around with our elites, with our, with our politicians? It does not make sense. But their secret language, right? That yeah. they understand that they can talk in code so that they can order their kind of pizza or food or whatever, right? Yeah. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. I don't, I don't know $40,000 worth of pizza I've never seen. That oh, before. yeah, exactly. I don't even think Coachella has $40,000 worth of pizza. Yeah. So why aren't we why aren't more people knocking down doors and going to media and going to address this and like emailing and calling these media people? Like, why aren't we doing that? Like, why are we just using our social media platform? Why aren't we going door to door telling people the facts and like telling people this is what we need to do to better improve this? Like, how come, how come we're not doing it? You know, Alejandro, you just asked the question that a lot of people are afraid to answer. Because I, you know, it's funny because for me, people have said, Hey, Dell, just be careful, protect yourself, be safe. Yeah. And you're like, What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about? I can't talk about our children being abused without you telling me be safe. Does that yeah. not tell you something's wrong? Yeah. Does that not scare you? You know, it yeah. scares us, but is that, is that our right? Is that why God put us here to be scared or to go fight the fight that God asked us to, to stand up for what's right, you know? And that's, mm-hmm. and so I, you know, I, people have been scared. People have been silenced. Mm-hmm. People have been put into their place and people have been threatened. And that's just what, it is, what it's been. Fortunately for me and as for everybody listening to this, there's no silencing at this point. There's no mm-hmm. silence. There's too many people that know. I said it earlier to somebody. I said, you cannot silence what's been known. Majority of the United States and the world is knowing what's going on and it's either going to get really bad or some light is about to come. I'd like yeah. to believe some light's going to come because the more killing of these people that know this sort of stuff, you can keep killing, but like George Floyd, right? George Floyd happened. Police brutality didn't happen. George Floyd, it interrupted. It's at that point. If Yelaine just, Lane just happens to get murdered and killed, we're at that point. You're yeah. going to see people take to the street. It's going to get pretty intense. And, mm-hmm. then, and, then, and then when we, the people stand up, the evil's not going to like that. So it's either the evil is going to understand that and move forward and, and, and realize, or it's going to be a fight. And, you know, at the end of the day, look, it's not about searching for violence or seeing this or that, but that's why people haven't stood up because they were scared. Yeah. We have the opportunity just to spread the word faster. So for people who this is the first time that they've heard of human trafficking, do you have some numbers or facts about how big this problem is and what exactly, even at score detail, What's really happening? Because I try to explain to people, and I don't have the data to tell them. I just say it's a problem, but I don't have yeah. the data. 
100%. Well, so i give you a couple of numbers here. Um, they say on average about 8 million kids a year are forced into some sort of rape, abuse, or sex trafficking that uh, I think in the, the past few years it had been, I want to say from 2014, it was like 700,000, 400,000, 650,000, somewhere around there in those parks from all the way up to 2019 of kids that were uh, abused um, and sex trafficked here in the United States. So when you look at those numbers, and we're talking about abuse as well, we, I include abuse as well because you know, a lot of what's happening is a lot of family abuse. It's not just mm-hmm. sex trafficking, human trafficking in general. A lot talking about a lot of, a lot of family abuse. Mm-hmm. And so I include that in the number because the children aren't safe. This is about children being safe. This isn't mm-hmm. just about fixing one, um, one aspect of the wheel. This is about fixing every aspect. And that's, and that, that includes abuse from family members and mm-hmm. feeling like the kids can be safe. So, um, you know, I know so many people close to me. I, it, it's, it's interesting because the older I've grown and I, I thought I would have seen this earlier, but it's sad because a lot of the women I'll ask when I've gotten a conversation with where I was talking to friends or dating at the time or whatever, I would say two out of five that I asked had been abused by family at some point. Wow. Sexually abused. And when you look at those numbers, you, and I remember thinking this to myself probably five, six years ago, I was like, what is going on? It really opened up my eyes. And then that whole thing that happened with, you know, with hearing about the Clintons and whatnot. But now here we are where it's really coming to light. And I, if I showed you guys my messages, hundreds of messages a day where people are just like, I've been abused. Thank you for speaking. I, I've been, and you're just like, what? What have we been doing? Where has society let down our children? And what are we going to allow going forward? You know? So do we hold people? That's why when we talk about, pedophilia and what's happening it's more than just in sex trafficking it's making Mm -hmm. sure that we find a way to help our children in the ways they need to be helped it's making sure that they have a voice to be spoken when their family member is abusing them and knowing that they can go somewhere to be safe or they can speak to somebody that they can reach out to somebody you know there's a suicide hotline for people that want to commit suicide well where is it for the children that are being abused that need a call hey i'm being abused and i need help you know so That's the fight. We're, on a, we're in a big fight right now, and we're against something. Look, this has existed for thousands of years. It's not mm-hmm. going to end today. I'm, I'm looking at mm-hmm. it realistically. It's, I mm-hmm. wish, I pray to God, my heart is all for that. All of our hearts are for that. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about the fight here of creating a system. And, you know, I'm not knocking CPS. They're an infrastructure. But like I said at the rally, just because it's built doesn't mean it doesn't need to be repaired doesn't mm-hmm. mean it needs to be you know so it's cool that we have had what we've had but i see a lot of flaws and a lot of the data you know it's cool with technology nowadays is the data tells us everything we need to know and the data says that cps needs some fixing you know why aren't cps officers wearing body cameras when they're interacting mm-hmm. with the children oh. why can't we see what's going on with them so we know that these children are be taken care of correct uh, correctly in, in the right way where we're where you know they're entering the homes and we're seeing what's going on. So we say, hey, this kid was abused, but I walked away. You know, like the Gabriel uh, Gabriel Hernandez, Hernandez I yeah. believe it is, out of mm-hmm. LA. The poor kid. God bless his soul, may he rest in peace. But you're mm-hmm. talking about the system just let him down. Yeah. And are we saying are saying the CPS officers need to be Superman? No, I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that it's called being a human, mm-hmm. and when you clearly see that a child has been hurt the way he's been hurt right come on you know and then you have now flip the script right that's where nothing was done for a child and then he was murdered then flip the script and then you have where these children are are in case their parents are in case uh 
parents are in court cases where their CPS wants to take the kids from them. And there's only one judge that's going to decide whether that's going to happen or not. One judge. Where, how, you know how numb you become as a judge daily when you're continually saying the same thing yeah. over and over? You know, 99% of court cases, I believe it was, 99% end up separating the kid from their parents. Mm-hmm. And to there's a nothing system, you can do. Yeah. Parent. And so what do you think happens with, with, with I mean, you become numb. You're, you're that judge. Every day you're hearing this court case. This kid was hit in the head. This kid was blah, blah, blah. This kid was, yeah. And you, how do you know the exact truth that's going to come from you? You got a kid mm-hmm. versus, but then you're separating the kids and you're putting them in a system that's not perfected and that we can't policy. And then some people are getting away without doing background checks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, look, it's a pedophile loophole. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's where pedophiles win. They find, they find waste and we need to end the loopholes. It's as simple as that. It's, this is not a hard concept. Fix the loopholes. So I know that like my mom and I both had the same question here. What ages are most affected in human trafficking? I know my mom always gets concerned for me being in my late twenties. Is am I at risk, or is it children from this age to this age? Like what? What is what is the age ranges? I don't have the exact numbers, but I can tell you from what I've come across. Um, I believe it's about fourteen to mid twenties. Um, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, those are more so prevalent to uh, sex trafficking. So, uh, and being in that age range, I think it's very important to keep your eyes and ears open. Mm-hmm. I do think that even you know, look, Alejandra, you look you you've had a younger appeal yeah. to you, so you you know you look like you're probably 22 years old, which is mm-hmm. you know we all I'm 30 and I, I want to go. I'm trying to go back the other way, you know. I'm like here I, yeah. I want to be 22. So I would say majority is probably about 14 to mid 20s, but it's happening everywhere. It's happening from two months old to mm-hmm. 35. You know, that people are getting kidnapped. People are being abused. People are being raped, trafficked, drugged, prostitute, put into prostitution at any age. So that, that, that's what's sad is, you know, what do you want me to sit here and tell you, Alejandra, you're not safe, you know? You, no, I'd rather you be honest safe. and... I'm moving in with you, Alejandra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> going off of that um we did get a question from one of my friends that asked what are the typical places that people are trafficking and like taking women is there like typical places like gas stations grocery stores like what are the typical places that usually kids or young adults get um, i know here's arizona mills mall in arizona um, I know Arizona Mills is one of the biggest sex trafficking places. I know, I believe mm-hmm. Mesa has a huge spy. I can't remember where in Mesa. But typically where it is, is you're going to find a lot of locations that are right off the freeway. Uh, it's easy for, to grab somebody, grab and snatch, mm-hmm. and take off on the freeway, typically the interstate. And I heard that from uh, another friend of mine whose um, husband is a, a cop in California as well, uh, that off the freeway for them to jump on the interstate and be straight shot to get out of here. You know, you look at it in Arizona, a straight down, shot down to Mexico, it's a straight shot mm-hmm. to LA. They can move pretty quickly um, and get in and get out. You know, they say there's a 96 hour window. I was talking to a, we're really cool. We're partnering with um, some special ops agents. Uh, they're joining the team here. I, I actually, I haven't told anybody yet. So you guys are the first people I'm telling and we'll be launching this on social media here soon. Um, we're awesome. partnering up with you know, Tim Ballard, his former CIA. Oh, uh, we Chad. love Tim Ballard. We are, I'm yeah. lo- we love him. Yes. So, tra- so tra- 
Travis Haley is going to partner with me. Travis is probably one of the most world-renowned guys in the game. Um, Marine Force, pretty uh, – I mean, just I, – I, I'm excited. I'm actually going to meet up with him here after uh, a few meetings. And um, we're going forward on a lot of things, and we're excited for what's to come and what we're doing. But I think we're going to have some Navy SEAL members. Um, I think a SEAL Team 6 member is going to be speaking at our next rally. We're putting together a pretty strong team here to – to really go forward and to really bring to light, you know, and then and, and looking at what Tim Ballard's done, maybe, you know, we'll end up partnering with them or seeing, you know, cross lines, cross paths, but mm-hmm. we got some cool things happening. So, um, you know, I was talking to him and he said adults 96 hour window. You had about 96 hours to figure it out. If you wow. find that person 96 hours, that's your best chance. If not, there's no chance. So in that 96 hours, is there, is there an Amber alert going on or there's nothing? And see, that's, what's crazy. So, you get you get it's a catch 22 right so mm-hmm. you your child goes missing runs away or whatever the police say hey hey, hey let's not rush this maybe they went to mm-hmm. their friends and they're going to tell mm-hmm. you this and that mm-hmm. and you're going to wait a day or two days and they're gonna be like okay we got to go now you're already 48 hours in now you only have two days left if, it, if there's a chance so by the time mm-hmm. you get it to alert to launch that and get that approved maybe you're looking at 60 something to 70 hours but by the time you're already at 70 you're like 20 hours left i'm not saying left that's if you know, yeah, can right. be gone in the first five hours. That's the issue we're having here is that how do you create a system where people can track and talk and the police aren't pushing off, um, you know, mothers that are coming in, you know, uh, scared and frustrated. How do we create a system where, you know, maybe, maybe kids are, kids do get in trouble from running away and they have to, so they know they can't run away because maybe us allowing, I mean, look, you can drop out of school at 16, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can drop out of school at 16 years old. I mean, you're giving, yes. you're allowing these kids to have that. They're going to take mm-hmm. it. You tell right. a kid he can run away without a repercussion, they're going to take it. You tell somebody right. they can have a pedophile page on Facebook and there's no repercussion, they're going to create it. They've, right. it, it it's crazy. So yeah. that's why I say there's so many aspects to this. It's not just about, let's just end human sex trafficking. We're talking about a whole system here that mm-hmm. needs to be tidied up. Um, in every which way, you know, and just by fixing the fact that you get in trouble from running away, runaways are one of the biggest people that end up in sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. So if we say, no, you're in trouble, you're actually maybe, I don't know, I want to sit here and say, put our children in jail, but you know, maybe you're, I don't know, something that we figure out to say, you're, excuse me, you're going to get in trouble from running away. Maybe that decreases it by 20%. And if that mm. works, that works. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why people ask me about the wall. I brought up the, you know, like I said, four years ago with voting for Hillary, I looked at the wall and I was like, no, but you know what? Let me tell you something. I know sometimes it's not said the way it needs to be said. And I understand that. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. But what I will say and how I know it is, is when you tell me that I'm going to put up a wall that's going to help minimize drugs, sex trafficking, the abuse of children, the murder, the rape. Put the damn wall up. That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. Until that crime goes away, then then we'll bring it down. I'm happy to bring that wall down. That's great. But yeah. prove to me that we can end the sex trafficking and the drugs, and then we'll bring the wall down. But until then, I'm going to protect the United States of America because nobody else is going. And that's the way I look at it. And it's small things like that. That's to say, you know what? Maybe President Trump did just save four kids' lives over the past few years. Is that worth it for all of us to spend? Heck yeah, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's saving our children. We got to save our children. They so, are so they, future. they are. Is there any way that we can educate the kids, like get that message into the schools and say, this is what your life is like when you leave? I mean, it seems like the runaways have no idea what they're in for. Yeah, 
That's very powerful. It's a great question. That's part of our legislation we're trying to pass here in the petition is that we believe there should be accredited class where you have to pass the class to get a credit for high school credit in order to graduate um, nice. on sex trafficking and even into drugs. You know, I think it could be a mm -hmm. double whammy there. But I think we need to educate people on the grooming, what's happening on social media. Because look, this mm -hmm. this goes further, right? So when you talk about these the trauma, these the people who are sex trafficked into prostitution, they go through trauma. And then they go through mm -hmm. the effect of depression, anxiety, and suicide, and go down this whole route and things that they can't get out of because they feel like they're scarred, right? And then that's yeah. understandable. But if we can teach these kids, like you're saying, ahead of time, hey, understand you have you can do that but here's what's most likely going to happen right. and we might scare some people back into place and then we could take some relative cases and say hey look here's some peers of yours two years ago we haven't heard from them and we actually just tracked it we just got them out of sex trafficking themselves so i wouldn't run away if i were you those would be powerful people to bring into the school and say i went to this school i'm where you i was two years ago where you are now and let me yep. tell you what happened to me in those two years so yep. don't do that exactly mm -hmm. and I, you know it, it, it's it's something that we need to put into schools. We need to teach real life stuff in our schools. Our education system's lacking society. Look, we, an educate, the education system we're using currently is a system that has been around for a very long time. And I'm sorry, I don't know about you guys, but the way I look, you have to modernize with society, you have to keep creating the trends and move forward. We yeah. haven't done that with our education. Yeah. We're letting yeah. our kids down. We're demanding more and expecting more later on in life. You know, you're paying these taxes. You're going to understand this. You have to apply for a job this. You have to go to school that. You have to take out a loan X. You're stuck with student loan. You don't even understand loans. Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of student loan forgiveness, but I will say that I believe that you got to educate people before they sit there and say, hey, tell a kid to go take out $40,000 mm -hmm. to go to school. Well, what did you teach that kid before they took out $40,000? Did you teach mm -hmm. them how to budget mm -hmm. that out? And so... Like I said, there's so many holes here that need to be fixed. And one of yeah. them is bringing sex trafficking education to the school and showing people yeah. what technology is doing to us and what's doing to society. For me, I wish I had it. I don't even have children yet, God bless. But I know that I'm glad I'm getting educated now to understand mm -hmm. what's going to happen going forward. I, I told you guys at the rally how I had a family member that was exploited two days before the rally. It was like a sign to me where a woman had, I believe it was a 20 year old woman. He's a 14 year old, 15 year old boy. And he had suckered, that she had suckered him into doing some um, sexual stuff online. And you know, kids get into that. Let's be honest. That's mm -hmm. not like lie behind the corner. That's, that's what it is. You know, kids, they, they, our society's move. But how do we protect that? How do we mm -hmm. teach these kids what's right and wrong? Do they understand what, do the kids really understand that like once you do something that like it's there forever? It's yeah. there, they exist, technology, it's stored, you know, but I can go on for days about this. It's ultimately, we just have a lot of fiction, a lot of education and our education right. system's lacking right now. And sex yeah. trafficking, technology, drug abuse, everything needs to be educated in our system. And why it's not is kind of what the scarier question. And one thing that you did touch on too is you, your family member that was, had some sexual assault to him. It's formative to know that it's not just women that are getting sex trafficked. I think a lot of people think that it's women. And so if you could tell us a little bit more, like, is there like a, a statistic that says there's more women than men or is it about the same? I'm not too sure. I don't know. Uh, but I will tell you that it's interesting it's it's coming down to look i used to model right i used to be in the modeling industry and how i was talked to how i was touched 
how I was addressed mm-hmm. would be considered sexual harassment. Did I think of it like that at that point? No, you're kind of taking it as like, oh, this and that. But then you have this person come slap your butt. I'm sitting in a bar and I have this girl come by and touch my knee, and like grab my leg. And this one slap my butt and do this. And you're something you got to get used to. And it's kind of, you sit there and you're almost like it's flattering. But then I sat there to myself and I, I was, it's probably about five, six years ago, actually. And I really, I was like, what makes that person think they can come touch me like that? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not a fan of that. So when we look at the sexual abuse and harassment that's happening, it's really happening on the other side. It's just that we don't want to talk about it and we choose not to address it. And it's it, the stereotype, unfortunately, out there is that it's just always men to women. And that's not the mm-hmm. case. There's women that are hurting and abusing men. There are women that beat men. There's domestic violence versus men. There's men that are being sex trafficked. There's little boys that are being abused. There's a little boy, probably the second God forgive and God help him, that's being abused at this current moment. So it's not that it's always just women. It's everybody. It's a black, white, yellow, red, this, that, Jew, Muslim, Christian, you name it. There's no boundaries to this. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's a human problem. Sick, and it's every child, which is exactly and it's 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 you look at this where you're just kind of like you just wish the whole world would unite on this where you're just like guys like this is i don't care what your religion is this is the first time we can actually all look together and be like no like we we all stand for this together you can tell me the people from afghanistan from china from new zealand from you know we're all like nope not cool with it Right. Because don't they transport the kids to different countries, right? Because then it's harder for the country or the kids to get out of it because they're stuck in a foreign country. Is that true? Or is... sometimes, sometimes. It's not always true. Um, it's easy to think like that because like, it, it makes more sense. But honestly, not. You'd be surprised how they keep people here within and even within the mm-hmm. same state. And, but you get them wow. so drugged. They get them so drugged up and they can be so yeah. close to home yet they feel so far away. And it's just, wow. that's what's just. So um, it's, it's, the sad thing is you just don't know. You yeah. don't know what, but you all, somebody's life is being taken. Yeah. Another question I had too is for parents that listen to our show, what are some signs that parents can look out for the kids? Because I know online is super like TikTok right now. It's like super pedophiles are on there. So like what signs can parents that listen to our podcast can help their kids learn that this is not okay? Yeah, it's crazy because I was just having that conversation just recently with some very uh, intelligent, powerful people about how it's not just us, the Instagram, social media, you're talking about over Xbox, you're talking over Mm Twitter. Twitch, YouTube, um, it's happening and it's harder to control there because you have so much language that's being spoken through these microphones, right? And you got this kid, this little kid yelling, oh, shoot him, oh, do this and that. And it's so easy to intertwine messages there where people can't pick up, you can't read systems and there because so much is happening. So a lot of people hide behind those curtains. So the signs are be involved in your kid's life, be open with them, talk with them because the signs are really hard to find to figure out when uh, these people have controls to your control to your kid without you even knowing, right? Because it, when they get in their ear and they can sit there and say, Hey, listen, just don't tell your parents and I'll put more money into your account or I'll send you this. There's so many ways to manipulate it, you know? And so as a parent, I believe, I believe everything starts at home. I believe racism starts at home. I believe uh, how a kid grows up starts at home. I believe who they become has started from where they're at home, how they treat relationships going forward is how they, you know, so, it's, you know, and you don't want to be that parent where 
and like I said, I don't know at this point, I have nephews and nieces, but like, you don't want to be that parent where you're too overbearing. Mm-hmm. Helicopter parent. Yeah, but you, there's also that point of you need to be involved in your kid's life mm-hmm. and you do need to be that parent at a point. You're not always going to be the favorite person for that kid, but when you're okay. checking their messages and you have full access to their system, you know, you want to, you want trust, you earn trust, you know, and trust is there until it's lost, but it's not that we want, don't want to, it's like that, you know, your parents tell you, it's not you that I'm worried about. Say other drivers on the road when you first take the car, right? <laughs> no, I was worried about her. <laughs> you know, so that, that's all my parents told me was, oh, we got other drivers. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what society is. It's not you I'm worried about. It's the guy that's going to try to reach out to you, the woman that's going to try to reach out to you. So ultimately, the signs that people should be wary about is that when their kid is either continually talking to certain accounts, I would say, if they, you know, if they can notice that and track that, I would, I would say if they're, if they're engaged with one certain account over and over and over that you don't know of, that's not one of their friends from home. Or I would say if their kid's spending a lot of time on the game and is really immersed in there, maybe shutting the door, not coming around, that's, you know, gone quiet. Any drastic changes of behavior, typically in kids, mean something either they're having a tough time at school they're being bullied or uh, they feel sad they don't know how to admit that or somebody's talking to them online but some usually kids tell you what and you would know about this I, you know cindy you you know more about you know kids tell you what they want to tell you without telling you it you know that's yes. why they say mother always knows right yep yeah i mean who doesn't want to who doesn't want to build that relationship with their kid to be like their friend and to always be there you know and mm-hmm. my girlfriend talk about all the time about like you know future is and how we raise the kids and whatnot but it's always about being that friend but you know what? at the end of the day you're that parent and, and mm-hmm. people have to realize that and it's important for you to, to instill the values and the morals and all that stuff in your kid um even though sometimes you're not going to be the most liked i mean there's i mean <laughs> cindy i mean i feel like you're going to be able to relate with this because and alejandro you probably do but we grew up in times where like I, you know, you, your parent, they did, they did things or said things or drove you nuts, or I couldn't go to the movies on a Friday night, or I couldn't sleep mm-hmm. over at anybody's houses, right? And I thought they were the worst person. But now I look back at it and I'm like, wow, I understand what the heck they meant. I understand exactly. they didn't want me to do this. I get why they didn't want me to go to spend the night at some random stranger's family's house. When mm-hmm. I got my buddy telling me he was going to spend the night, he's 42. He, um, he told me that he was spending the night at, um, his, uh, it was like a basketball game. They had the basketball team was there. And what the dad came in trying to do some weird stuff and like, was like, yeah, just mm. what, mm. you know, you're, so you, 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 I don't know. It's, it's where yeah. it's where That's nice. Yeah. She hate me many times. I'll just say that. <laughs> I've definitely said that too, for sure. But I appreciate everything you did. Yay! I had a, a lot of Friday nights knowing that I couldn't go to the movies with everybody else. And I remember one night I was just bawling my eyes out. And I was like, oh, man. And it wasn't that I couldn't go to the movies. But look, at the end of the day, my parents were strict. And I and I get where they came from. And, you know, I had my fun. And they allowed me to do certain things. But, but you know, you, you have to protect. And that's the thing is, how do we get to a point where in society we don't have to feel like that? Are we ever going to get there? Honestly, let's be know. real. I think sin is always going to exist unfortunately mm-hmm. with the devil and what it is but that doesn't mean good can outweigh the, the evil and right mm-hmm. now I think evil is outweighing the good so we need to flip that script yeah um, we do it is sad because it's not something that i worried about as a child well, i should back that up okay 
I was assaulted as a child, but I don't want to yeah. get into that. Yeah, but I was. So I'm, I'm part of your statistic. But, um, but you know what? In my mind, I was going to say that's not something I worried about, but it was. It was back, yeah, even, was even back then it was. So. Yeah, but that, and that's where it's just like, how do you create this society? Because, you know, we all sit here and we're all four and we're all, like I said, we're all on the same page, but it's happened. It has happened for the longest time. But mm -hmm. what do we do now at this point to create somewhere where people feel comfortable, where kids can be kids? Where, right. Like, you know, like I, I, truly mm -hmm. in my heart, what, what gets me the, the worst is that you think I remember running out and look, I was still able to leave the house. I was able, I'd go down to the park. My mom would whistle. Mm -hmm. I'd hear her freaking five miles away. If I heard that whistle, <laughs> I knew it was mom. Like that's, that's her. Like, yeah, it's, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, holy Lord, I must have like, I don't even know what. And I had yeah. bad hearing, so it's crazy. So um, it just breaks my heart. Think because I lived by baseball. I didn't play basketball and football growing up, but I had, we had baseball gloves. I'd go play with friends at the baseball park. And I just mm -hmm. remember going out there, going to grab the basketball, running down to the park and not even caring. And I just think to myself, I don't see that. I drive down the street mm -hmm. and I don't technology. I, don't, I feel like these kids don't, it's, it's not just, it's for mm -hmm. parents. It's easier to give your kid that iPad than it is to trust them to let them, let them go outside and play down on the street with their friends. Mm -hmm. And so then you give them that. So they don't even know what they're missing out on. That's what's sad. Yeah. Because that social experience of being able to go, instead of playing NBA 2K on their phones, go right. go to the park. Right. With your friends. Yeah, because I could go to the playground that our backyard was connected to the school playground and play for hours, and the rule was come back at dusk. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah, kids can't be doing that now. Yeah, you can't do that. The yeah, they weren't. To get home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's the way it is. So. Funny how it works. But you know, with, with with human trafficking, we're we're at a point where a lot of where where a lot of attention is being brought there, and it's mm -hmm. people like you guys, which I praise you guys. I think it's amazing. God bless you guys. I I, I pray that this is the most successful podcast and continues to grow and go, and because mm -hmm. you guys deserve it. It's like I said, you're the angels of light. Everybody's God's mm -hmm. warriors here that are talking and and bringing this message forward. And so we're at a point where there's no going back. And that's exactly. why you can speak on it. That's why you can have a podcast talking about Hollywood and Peter Wood and whatever. I don't look. There's no conspiracy to me. It's show the mm -hmm. facts. If there's right. facts, prove it. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So mm -hmm. Yeah. We have facts pointing in one direction right now. If it doesn't exist, prove everybody wrong. But until then, exactly. Everybody's yeah. going to push forward. So exactly. The light is starting to come, and I, you know, like I said, I think it's either going to get really bad or it's going to become a lot better than what it is because there's no going back from this point. Yeah, exactly. So, so for the people that are listening, what can they do? What should they start mm -hmm. doing? Do you have some ideas or thoughts? Yeah, I do. I I get asked that quite a bit because you know people think should I put on a march? Should I do a rally? I always said with our rally, the biggest thing about it, when I, especially there, I said at the rally, was that it was about content. It was about uh, getting out on social media and educating people. It's cool that we rally together, but all of us are already on the same page. Mm -hmm. The rally, more so than not, is just to get everybody excited and to teach. The cool thing is we're bringing educational things to it. We had some a little bit of education. This next one, we're going to have mm -hmm. some more education on how to combat and action to take. Mm -hmm. But more so than not, it's there for Alejandro to go live for 14 mm -hmm. people or 400 people to see mm -hmm. at that point and listen and learn. 
So now we just reciprocated that. So the biggest thing that we can all do in between having these rallies and these marches is to educate ourselves. Education is number one, okay? I always tell people, learn your history. My dad taught me that. He said, understand your history. If you don't understand your history, you'll never understand your future. And so when you start understanding where things have been and how they've come around, I think it allows us to now understand how do we rewrite history going forward. With that, understanding... Um, understanding what's going on and just look like we said there's this conspiracy act conspiracy z's conspiracy b it's not about conspiracies it's about looking at what people are putting out and the facts that are out there when you tell me bill clinton is on the flight log 27 times to pedo island i want answers i'd like to know when you tell me 800,000 kids a year on average go missing i want to know where they're going when you mm -hmm. tell me why people are getting abused by their husband or their fathers and their aunts and uncles i want to know why that's happening when 70 to 80 percent of people are happening or happen uh, from uh, CPS that run away end up in human sex trafficking, I want to know why that's happening. I want to know why that's allowed. So it's starting to ask those questions, which are normal questions everybody can ask. And then when you start doing the research, you'll start understanding why everybody's so intense about this because nothing makes sense. Right. And when something doesn't make sense, it tells you something's wrong. Right. And that's where the majority of people like to. So I tell people try to understand it first. Mm -hmm. And if you're on the page where we're already at, it's doing things like you guys are doing by doing a podcast. It's sharing this photo. It's sharing the statistic. It's, mm -hmm. it's hitting the repost button. It's writing a status about how you feel and getting emotional. We all affect one another in a different way. You know, Alejandra, you affect your best friend in a different way than her hearing me affects her. So how you say it is different, even though she saw it on my post, but she sees it differently from you. It's all of us being together as one and pushing together mm -hmm. forward. Because if the mainstream media is not going to report it, then we need to be our own mainstream media. Exactly. Yeah. And so to wrap this up, where can people, like what organizations and what Instagrams, what Facebooks, what places should people be following? Because I know a bunch of people are like, well, where should I get this information from? Which organizations should I be following? A uh, couple people that I like to follow. I like OUR. Um, I like the mm -hmm. stuff they're showing on there. But more so grassroots sort of things. Uh, I mean, our page that we've created, Save the Kids AZ, that's, uh, we, 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 we really just talk statistics and facts on there. And we've shared things that are really powerful. Things that we do to do not just share button. So I think that's a good place for people, anyone wanting to learn and to understand what's going on is follow Save the Kids and the Dots and doing your own research. I shared a lot on my page on Adele Believe. Can Other you, than um, that, spell that the out? pages I kind of look to. Yeah, it's A-D-E-L underscore Believe, B-E-L-I-E-V-E. -E -E. You know, and, and more so than not, there's no really direct pages I go to because, uh, you know, I can sit here and tell you a few that I come across, but, you know, not everybody's perfect from any side. So all I'm going to say is just start digging and do your research. You see a post, do your research to it. Understand why it was posted and shared. And don't just share it to share it because the shock value is there. Mm -hmm. Understand why it's there. And, um, and that allows you to share with more emphasis when you do. So um, that's my advice. And then for the listeners, I know there's some organizations in Minnesota. And so I will put those, I'll give those to you, Honda, so you can pass those. Yeah, I'll put, put them in the link catches. below. Yeah, yeah. Some really good organizations. Minnesota, in case you didn't know, I live in Minnesota. So. Yeah, she told me. She told me. Yeah. Minnesota. 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 <laughs> Please don't say that. Oh, Michigan. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I, I love Michigan. The yeah, the accent. It's not yeah. The accent. yeah. Are you from the upper P or the lower P? The thumb or yeah. the hand? <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> See, I know Michigan. I know how that goes. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Traverse yeah, City. Uh, that's my favorite city in the. Oh, in really? Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, that. there you go. I was born in Dearborn, Dearborn Heights, and then they got family all over there. But I love Michigan. I love the Midwest. Midwest has some great people. Well, thank you so much, Adele, for taking the time and like talking. I honestly was telling my mom after that rally. I was like, oh my gosh, I just asked the guy that found Save AZ Kids. And I was like, oh my gosh, I asked him to be on their podcast. And he said to DM him. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to. But if he's busy, like I totally understand. But I was so surprised that you messaged back and are on our podcast. I, I'm so happy and I appreciate everything you do. Both my mom and I are true believers of Jesus Christ. And we cannot thank you for what you're doing because what you're doing is amazing and not a lot of people have the time or are willing to stand up for what they believe in. And so I really appreciate you. And I really hope that God brings you a lot of gifts in this world because you truly are an angel. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. And I will say to you, I'm going to flip the script to you guys because look, at the end of the day, God gives you tools and he mm -hmm. gives you opportunity. I'm only, I'm, I'm taking advantage of the tools he's given me. That's it. There's nothing different between you and I. I applaud yeah. you just as much as you applaud me. That's the funny thing here where you tell me, thank you for being, you know, yeah, I'm a very, very, very busy person. I got a long day ahead of me still and it's already six in the, at night. But at the end of the day, um, same with you. You don't have to be doing what you're doing and you're standing up and you and your mother are doing something that's amazing. I look at it in the same way that I'm doing it. We're on the same playing field. We're on the same level mm -hmm. here. Um, nobody's greater in what they're doing than the others. It's just that we all have different tools. You know, this could be, by the time you know, this could be the biggest podcast in the world. Then be like, whoa, Alejandra had me on it, you know? So I, I don't know. <laughs> I knew her when. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then she's going to be like, oh, you were one of those first episodes or something. Like, hey. yeah. You know, but, uh, but no, I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I applaud you guys. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for having me. And anything I can do to help you, and you know, I, I genuinely mean that, Alejandra and, and Cindy. I, you know, anywhere I can push you guys, or anybody you like me to try to get you on here, I, we, we can make some. I mean, out. we would love to have Tim Ballard on here, but <laughs> if you can make that, if you can make that happen, you are you are like a double angel. <laughs> but, but either way, I think we should touch base. You know, month, two months down the road. Yeah. Because constant changing topic and as it grows I think it'd be great to to keep in contact and continue to have conversations and see where you're at and where we're at and how we can continue to work together to to, to take care of this problem I look yeah. forward to it I bless you guys on your journey and keep fighting and Alejandro I'm sure I'm gonna see you at the, our next rally at the end of the month yes 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 for yeah. sure let me know if you need any like volunteers or anything I'd love to help out and I have a bunch of people too that are that were at the rally with me that are totally want to help out and I know one of my girlfriends after the rally, she actually, she does like crocheting in macarame. I think that's what it's called. Um, and she actually just started her Etsy page and she's giving 20% proceeds to the Natalie house because of their story from that rally. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cause wow. she, that, that, that really touched her and she was so thankful that I brought her with. And she was like, you literally opened my eyes and the Natalie house for people that don't know, they take victims that um, in sex trafficking and they tried to get them back to a normal life and so they're a great organization to donate to but it's amazing and she didn't know we didn't we both didn't know about it until we went to this rally so good amazing well, i'm glad see how things work you never know <laughs> everything yeah 
All right. Well, until next time, guys, thank you for listening to our podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. And thank you again, Adele, for being on our podcast. And we hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Bye.